podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Whistleblowers Daily, the bite-sized show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Thursday the 12th of January. Southampton are through to the semi-final of the Carabao Cup after a shock result at home to Man City. A 2-0 victory was no more than the home side deserved. Goals from Sekou Mara and a wonderful long-range curler from Musa Gineppo put Southampton 2-0 up at half-time. The introduction of Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland after the break wasn't enough for City, who failed to register a shot on target during the entire game. Nottingham Forest also threw after a win over Wolves on penalties at the City ground. The game finished one all in regular time. Ex-Wolves defender Willy Bolly opened the scoring for his new club before Raul Jimenez equalised with half an hour remaining. That's how the game stayed until penalties with Forrest triumphing 4-3. And the draw for the Carabao Cup semi-final has already taken place. Man United will play Forrest, Wolves play Southampton. The first legs of those games will be played at the end of this month. And finally, Aston Villa have signed Spanish left-back Alex Moreno for £13.2 million from Real Betis. The 29-year-old defender is Villa boss Unai Emery's first signing for the club. Those are your headlines. OK then, let's start with Southampton beating Man City. An absolutely fantastic display from Southampton, first of all. They were clearly, clearly playing for their manager. Nathan Jones has taken a lot of stick already as Southampton manager. There's actually quite a vocal element of Southampton fans that have already seen enough. They're happy for him to go now. The results in the league have been awful. The performances, if anything, have been worse than the results. And so you do understand the frustration of those Southampton fans. But a result like this and a performance like this can change opinion very quickly. They were brilliant in all aspects of the game. They used the ball really well, very intelligently. They were able to counter City effectively and they were absolutely dogged without possession. City had no time, no space, didn't have anything. And they go a goal up, they go two goals up, you get to half time. And now you're thinking, well, City will still probably win this game. It's still Man City. They've still got Haaland. They've still got De Bruyne to come off the bench. But it just wasn't to be. I mean, aside from a chance that De Bruyne made almost immediately after the break for Julian Alvarez, who put it just wide, apart from that, there wasn't much that City really created. They didn't register a shot on target. I mean, I don't think shots on target is that much of a uh, decent indicator, but they didn't create anything. There were no real opportunities made. Southampton were brilliant. Man City were very, very poor. We We should talk about that. Man City were really poor. They looked completely flustered. I understand him resting players for this game. He was strong favourite, or City was strong favourites, to to win it. Pep thought he could get away with resting a couple of players, and a lot of the time you can do. And when you've got a squad as deep and as talented as Man City's, normally you can get away with it. But not when you are playing a team who are as up for it as Southampton were. And not just up for it, but with real quality. And this is the thing with this division. The Premier League is now so strong that all teams have some good players at least Southampton have got some really really good players it's just that sometimes they can't quite do it as a team there's lots of reasons why they don't win three teams have got to go down every season it doesn't mean they're all bad teams that go down necessarily this is a very strong Premier League I think and it just shows you that Southampton who have been poor in the league up to this point have got the ability have got the the talent in their ranks to beat any team in the world because let's not 
make any mistake. Man City are one of the best teams in the world. So brilliant result for Southampton. Congratulations to them. They go on to face um, Newcastle in the semi-final. They'll probably be underdogs again. That might well suit them. Nottingham Forest then. They're also through. They beat Wolves on penalties at the City ground. That would probably lead the headlines normally, but the Southampton result was probably a bigger deal. But Forest are through. Let's talk to chief football writer of the Iron Newspaper and Nottingham Forest fan, Daniel Storey. I think because of the severity of the league situation, it's not really sunk in at all this season that Forest might go on a cup run. All eyes are elsewhere. So we shouldn't overlook the magnitude of getting to a first domestic cup semi-final since 1992, over 30 years. Uh, It isn't pretty, but then when Forest are winning games at the moment, they aren't pretty. Uh, they tend to drag teams down to their level. We saw that away at Southampton. We definitely saw it tonight against Wolves. It was a, a poor game between two poor Premier League teams at the moment. Um, but Forest have a way of getting it done. Um, last season, Brees Samba turned into the, the hero of the season with his penalty saves. And if Forest managed to get to Wembley, then Dean Henderson would have done exactly the same. Uh, and I think Forest really needed a boost after the cup defeat to Blackpool. I know it was different players, but uh, that did feel like it gave everyone a bit of a hit. Uh, so, yeah, obviously delighted with the with the result. Not necessarily performance. I think Cooper would probably say the same, but yeah, um, two games away from Wembley and um, something that feels like a really nice <laughs> distraction from the league. I think if you ask the club whether they would like to win the League Cup and go down, they would probably say no because... Uh, of the money that staying up means. But if you ask plenty of supporters the same question, I think they would choose the trophy every time. That was Forest fan and chief football writer for the Iron newspaper, Daniel Storey. OK, let's finish off then. Alex Moreno's signed to uh, Aston Villa. It's Unai Emery's first signing. £13 million from Real Betis. Uh, I don't know much about him. The important thing here is that this is the start of Unai Emery being able to try and impose his own players, his own choices of players on this squad. I always feel like you've got to give managers at least a couple of windows. This is the first of what I imagine would be a fair few signings he'll be making. He should have a fair bit of money to spend over the next season or two, so we'll see how it works out. I'm not sure what happens to Luca Dina now, but um, Moreno's in. Let's see what happens. All right, that's all we've got time for. I'll be back same time, same place tomorrow on more Whistleblowers Daily. Podcast Network.